You are listening to The Human Physical Therapist with Russell Leonard. Get ready to be inspired by the stories of amazing humans. Hello, humans. Last episode, I talked a little bit about why I had come to the decision that I need to improve myself and to to develop myself into a better human. I wanted to share, first thing, this episode, the struggles that I have gone through in the last three weeks since I've made um, that decision to start viewing my life differently and to, to try and to think differently. I've decided that I could think differently about the situations in my life, what people tell me, and how I think. And initially, after returning from my trip, everything went fantastic. I felt great. I was feeling like I was making a big difference in every single day, and I was growing. However, after the second week, I felt my energy begin to dip. And every day I felt a little bit less energy when I woke up in the morning, when I went to work, when I came home at the end of the day. I felt that my thinking was beginning to slip, that I was starting to go back to my old ways. Initially, I thought I could just go back and to my old ways and, and fake it until I made it fake it until I become that different person, that different thought process. But I've tried that before, and it hasn't worked. That's why I, that's when I thought about one of the things that I talk to every single one of my patients about at the end of their first visit. What I tell them is this. After I affirm that their issue is definitely true and real, that their pain is definitely real, that they can't do a specific hobby or, or job task or home task that they have been able to in the past that this injury is holding them back from that. We talk about how long that's been holding them back. Maybe it's been a week, maybe two weeks, maybe a month, maybe a year, maybe multiple years, and maybe they've had this issue since they started their life. However, the things they've tried have not worked. Maybe they've tried stretching, YouTube exercises, pain doctors, maybe they still can't get rid of their pain, maybe they still can't walk without an assistive device, regardless of everything they've tried in the past. What I like to say is that what you've tried in the past hasn't worked, so we have to make some type of change. Something has to be different this time in order to make a meaningful change. Typically, that involves changing beliefs, it involves changing behaviors, sometimes desires and goals and dreams. Well, I realized that in my own life, I was only trying to change my belief. I was believing that I could think differently without making big changes in my life to allow that to happen, to prepare that to happen, to prepare myself for further growth. Thankfully, I have the time and the knowledge to look back into my life and to figure out these things, but that's the start, and I have to start making some of those behavior changes. That that piece of knowledge that I've been teaching my patients all along is really the piece of knowledge that I need to learn for myself. That will take me to that next level of being able to be prepared for all of my life and all of the struggles and the goals in the future. Now, I want to tell you a little bit of a story about when I was out on my trip to Nevada with my brothers. The, one of the main 
events of that trip was going to be summiting the mountain on Wheeler Peak. Now you can get all caught up in the numbers of of the actual trip and the distance. For those of you of you who don't know, Wheeler Peak is the second tallest point in Nevada, the tallest individual peak, mountain peak. It stands just over 13,000 feet tall. The hiking trail to get there, the uh, the trailhead is just over 10,000 feet. There's a 4.3 mile uh, trek one way to get to the top, and it involves somewhere around 3,000 feet of, of elevation gain or climbing. Now they sound like impressive numbers, but that's because they're all together individually. Not one of them is, is that magnificent or, or stunning or anything like that. Maybe the 13,000 feet of elevation, but there are other things besides the numbers. On our ascent that day, that Thursday of the week we were out there, we started off somewhere around 8 o'clock in the morning. There were already plenty of people on the trail ahead of us. And the first mile or so was, was through mostly flat forest, um, pine trees on either side, a kind of a dirt path along the way. It was well-marked, well-defined, well um, and not too much of a, of a struggle for any of us. We thought, yeah, this is a good start for everything. After a while, we, we arrived at an alpine meadow. Nice green grass, wide open spaces, all the pine trees off in the distance. This is where the, the climbing started to begin, as we zigzagged across this meadow, kind of up the, the foothills of the mountain, so to say, until we reached the other side of the meadow and we returned back to the forest. We probably went another half a mile or so before the forest kind of opened up and we started to, to really start climbing up towards, towards the ridge that we'd follow all the way up to the peak. When we reached the, the tree line, that point on the mountain where no, no real big trees can sustain their life, it was kind of an interesting moment because we would look around and now everything was wide open. This was also the point as we headed up towards the ridge, where we began to see more of uh, what we'd call talus, which is basically a bunch of loose stone. And that was what the, the path was, was made up of, different sized chunks of stone. And they were constantly shifting with each person that passed as they kicked a stone up the mountain or down the mountain. And they were always settling. So you never knew which one was not going to move or going to move when you put your weight on them. And it remained this way for the entire entirely up to the top of the mountain, some places becoming more stone than others, some more technical than others, but this is where that difficulty of the hike really increased. Once we reached the top of the ridge, it became essentially all talus, but we still had probably half the distance to go and at least half the climbing to go. It felt like a, a very strong achievement, a, a very good accomplishment just to reach the ridge at that point. We all still felt pretty good, and we all kept wanting to continue. As we hiked along that ridge, always going higher and higher, always watching our step for the shifting rocks, fighting against the, the bits of wind, the changes in temperature that came with it, we, uh, we had to take frequent rest breaks, and everyone that we met along the trail was, was happy to stop and, and chat with us, and we were as well because we were tired and it gave us a little bit of a break. Now, each time we would climb a section of this mountain, we would kind of reach the, the what seemed to be the top part 
and once we came over that ridge, we would see the next climb ahead of us. It flattened out for a little bit, and then it would head back up, or it would cut back another direction and continue heading back up the mountain. It was easy to look at the mountain, the peak, and think we'd never make it there. But we kept putting one foot in front of the other, kept plodding along, and eventually we made it to the last climb. Now the last climb was kind of like a broken staircase or a ramp of, of stone. It was probably the worst section of the, the talus that we had come across. It was steep. It was constantly going up steps after step after step after step. But once we reached the top, the view was amazing. It felt like we were on top of the world, and honestly it looked that way too. We could see a couple mountains in the distance, but close around us it was just wide open We were the height of the clouds, eye level with them. It was truly remarkable. We only got to stay for a short while, though, because off in the distance, the storm clouds we had been watching on the way up had begun to move in quickly. This created a sense of urgency in all of us as we started to descend off of the peak. And as we headed down, we had to be aware of the talus coming down because the rocks were still going to shift it was still dangerous. It, was, it would still be very easy to roll an ankle. We came down past all the climbs onto the ridge and along the ridge, and we began to descend down back towards the tree line. We made the short trek through the, the forest back to the meadow, and that's when we turned around and we looked back at the mountain. This is the point that I took the picture in the thumbnail of this video looking back at Wheeler Peak and the ridge line we had come down. In the middle of the picture, you can see Wheeler Peak. That's the prominent point. That was the goal for our trip. We had made it, and we had come back down. We had been on top of that mountain approximately an hour before, and off to the right, the ridge line as it comes down, that's, that's the ridge line we'd hiked to get up to the peak, and we had to hike to come back down off of it. Now this picture was taken probably 10 seconds before those storm clouds in the, in the distance behind the mountain crossed the mountain range and totally obscured that ridge and that mountain peak from view. If we had been, if we had spent any more time on that mountain, we would have been caught above the tree line with no protection from the wind in a rainstorm and a hailstorm. It was kind of a surreal moment realizing the danger that we could have been in had we stayed. That talus field that I told you about earlier, those rocks shift, and if they get wet and they shift, you're going to lose your balance. And it would be so much more, so much easier to roll an ankle. Well, maybe five minutes after we took this picture, the storm hit us in the meadow. We were still out in the open, but we were mostly on dirt, dirt path, so it wasn't an issue of footing. It was more an issue of the water getting, the water soaking through our clothes, and the hail smashing against our hands and our faces. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant, but it gave me an appreciation for how much nature could punish you in the open on top of a mountain. I had never experienced it before. I had never climbed a mountain. I had never really been on a mountain. So it was a first experience for me. 
Thankfully, the rest of the trip was was uneventful on the way back to to the car, to the trailhead. And after we arrived back, we headed back down the mountain to get out of the storm. Now, this this story and reflecting on this story has really opened my eyes and made me think quite a bit. We can equate our goals in life to this mountain or to climbing a mountain, as is often done in the scouts, talking about the trail to Eagle, the path up the mountain to our objectives or goals. Now, accomplishing these goals is no easy task, and it involves a path. Sometimes we're following in other people's paths. Sometimes we're creating our own paths towards our goals. And it's very easy to get caught up in the numbers. The 4.3 miles, the 3,000 feet of elevation, the amount of time that it will take to take to complete this journey. But the thing is, we can't change the numbers. We can't do anything to affect that. The actual journey along the way does not get longer or shorter, so it does us no good to focus on those numbers, except for to track how far we've come. What we can do is focus on the preparation, how we can prepare ourselves to accomplish those goals, to complete that task, to travel that distance, that elevation gain, and to spend that much time doing that task. If we had gotten off that plane on Saturday and went straight to Wheeler Peak and attempted to climb it, we never would have made it. We had to prepare for that task, for that goal, that point in the trip. It started off with just getting to Reno. Where I'm from in Michigan, we live at probably six, 700 feet of elevation. Not very much. We landed in Reno, and Reno's at 4,500 feet of elevation. I could already feel that elevation change taxing my body the first day we were there. It took a little bit more to walk around the city, to climb up a a short hill. Honestly, it was kind of a weird feeling, knowing that this would be easy to do back home, but here it was a little bit of a struggle. The second day, we went up to a mountain pass, maybe at six or 7,000 feet, and we went on a short hike to get our legs back underneath of us, to start challenging our, our body systems in order to, to challenge with that, that thinner oxygen. On Monday, we drove out to the Ruby Mountains, and we camped for two days at 7,000 feet of elevation. And on Tuesday, we went on an eight-mile hike up through a mountain pass that was over 10,000 feet of elevation. On Wednesday, we went to the Great Basin National Park, and we camped at just around 10,000 feet of elevation for the night. That was the night before we climbed the mountain. Now, in terms of preparation, we spent a good portion of the week acclimating to the change in elevation from home to almost the point of where the peak of the mountain was. Those days gave our bodies a chance to slowly adapt to that elevation change and to enable our our bodies to, to become able to summit the mountain. That was only one part of the actual preparation, though. The second part was knowing how to to battle off and to prevent any symptoms of altitude sickness. So as we climbed, we had to be aware of our nutrition and our hydration. 
That means constantly balancing the two. It means not eating only when you're hungry, but eating to fuel your body so that it can continue to climb and to fight off the symptoms of that altitude. To continue to drink water and to balance the water and the food that you are consuming so that it does not tip one way or the other. That takes practice. Thankfully, we were able to do that in the mountains the days leading up to this summit. Now, the last thing is practicing on the type of terrain. And again, our other hikes had been through similar terrain, different climbs, walking over stones, rocky portions of the path, but we had not been through a talus field. That was completely new to both me and my younger brother as we were summiting the mountain. But it didn't make that much of a difference because we had prepared our bodies. We had learned what we needed to and we were prepared to take on that hike. I look at goals in life the same exact way, and it's helped me to see them in a different light. Because as I look at my my goals in life, I used to get caught up on all of the, the details of the goals. And maybe I still do to some extent. The how am I going to accomplish this? What is it going to look like? What is it going to take? When I really should be focused on preparing myself to accomplish these goals, to tackle these goals. What preparation do I need to make? What changes do I need to make in my own life to make myself the person that can accomplish these goals? What personal development do I need to focus on next to push me to my next goal? As I think about that, as I think about those things, that will drive me into the next personal development. And yes, I'm going to change multiple things in my life over the next week, over the next month, over the next years to focus on my goals and accomplishing them and summiting the goals of my life. But I have to be aware of of preparation as well. How will I manage the obstacles, the challenges that get thrown in my way? As we were summiting the mountain, there was a storm approaching. How do I prepare myself for the storms that will come in my own life when I'm trying to accomplish my goals? During our trip, we were able to summit the mountain and come back down, achieving our goal. Well, sometimes the storm is going to sneak up much quicker, and we won't be able to make it to the top. We won't be able to accomplish our goal before that hits. Maybe we'll get trapped on that mountain, unsure of what to do, of how to come back down or to push forward. That's where I need to focus my energy on having the right tools and equipment, the right mindset to be able to overcome those unexpected challenges when they hit. Because storms hit us no matter what. There will be obstacles. I've seen them in my own life. I've experienced them in the last week. In order to prepare for them, I must learn and I must make changes in my life to become more prepared, to understand the struggles that I will face and to to make sure that I, I can overcome them. I look forward to making those changes in my life because while I know that I'm going to make changes to who I am, it's not really going to change who I am because I'm going to become more myself. I'm going to become the true version of myself 
And while yes, that may change, I will still be me. I will be more true to myself and help to drive myself forward to overcome the obstacles that I will face in the future. Because if I am not prepared, how can I take on bigger goals? If I do not change and adapt and learn to focus on the things that I can change instead of the things that I can't, then I will never make it to the top of that mountain. Thank you for listening to The Human Physical Therapist with Russell Leonard. If you would like to follow my story, like my Facebook page, The Human Physical Therapist, for more news and information about my podcast. If you would like to connect with me or other humans like me, I invite you to join my Facebook group, also called The Human Physical Therapist.